Hello, Brancroft. My name is Eduardo Bastante. I am a youth pastor in the Alliance Church in Miraflores, Lima, Peru. I, I have greetings from Pastor Juan, my pastor in Miraflores Church, and of all the congregation there. And, and it's very, we, we're very glad to be here. We had a blast in the, in the soccer camp with Marcelo. And uh, my wife and I, we are so, so glad and so thankful for all the things that we have experienced here. And I have to warn you, though, that uh, you may experience in this time some Spanglish words. <laughs> but, but I know for sure you are such a clever audience. You, you, you will get what I meant for sure. Uh, let's go to, to the good parts. You know, you have been, been talking about miracles in this series, and it's amazing because uh, p- when, when you are outside, you, when you work, maybe you, you, you face people that they just like see miracles like, okay, yeah, for sure, there are some stories in the Bible, and you believe it, mm, well, okay. But they don't see miracles as like in the, belonging to the real world. And you know, miracles do happen. And today we're going to speak, we want to talk about the, the greatest miracle of all, that is the forgiveness of sins. And this amazing, amazing miracle is, is, is really something that it's, it touches my heart really deeply. And I think uh, mo- for most of you, that's a reality. <laughs> and I, I would like, we would like that. so let's go to Matthew 9, uh, from verse uh, 1 till uh, uh, 8. And let's read together. Jesus stepped into a boat, crossed over, and came on his own town. Some men brought to him a paralyzed man, lying on a mat. When Jesus saw their faith, he said to the man, Take heart, son, your sins are forgiven. At this, at this time, some of the teachers of the law said to themselves, This fellow is blaspheming. Knowing their thoughts, Jesus said, Why do you entertain evil thoughts on your hearts? Which is easier to say, your sins are forgiven? Or to say, get up and walk? But I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority over on earth to forgive sins. So he said to the paralyzed man, get up, take your mat, and go home. Then the man got up and went home. When the crowd saw this, they were filled with awe. And they praised God, who had given such an authority over men. And, 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 and I'm amazed in this passage because, you see, you see, Jesus knew what was in the heart of each of those men in the crowd. And he knows for sure what's in my heart. And he knows what is it in your heart. And, and, we will, and I would love to pray with you so that this God who knows our hearts can guide us in his, in his word. Could you pray with me? Dear Lord, we ask you to to speak to us in this morning. We need, we need your Holy Spirit to, to teach us how to live. Could you please do that? Could you please be with us in this morning and teach us how to live? In the precious name of Jesus, we pray. Amen. Amen. So, uh, as Pastor Rob, Rob said last week, you know, miracles always are point to something. And, and most of the time when, 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 when we hear the word miracles, we, we kind of think like, okay, the miracle is the objective, you know. It's like 
you get to that part when, when, when one man gets healed, so, oh, that's it. But we have been talking in these weeks that that's not the case, right? It, it's, it's people to get to know Jesus. And, and in verse 6, it's amazing. Jesus makes it so, so, so clear. He said, I want you to know that the Son of Man has authority on earth to forgive sins. And, and that's the whole point. And, and healing people is, is fantastic. It's amazing to see someone that could not walk, walk again. But the forgiveness of sins is completely out of this world. It's so amazing. And it's the greatest miracles of all. And we will talk about this. About this. But, you know, there, there were these this three kinds of people that, uh, that kind of uh, reacted with Jesus. They kind of have this uh, way to, to, to respond to what was happening in that place. First of all, I would love to talk about the teachers of the law. You know, a teacher of the law is, is a very clever person in this, in, this, in this kind of environment. A teacher of the law would be a very clever, very instructed, very educated person that knew a lot of scripture. And for instance, they got to copy, to make copies of the Bible, and they, they will do it in the, the Old Testament uh, Bible, that's the scripture that they have. And they were very clever. And... And they were supposed to have this intimate, uh, direct relationship with God. But it's surprisingly how these b- very educated people just like standing there and seeing this God-made man. And they're like, mm, I don't know if I can trust you. I don't know if you're like, um, don't. And when they see the opportunity, they say, and that's for me. Right away. Right ahead. And... They were like just doing nothing. And, and, and the, the people that should recognize God made men are judging him. And it's amazing how sometimes uh, our, our, our own pride maybe just like tear us apart from, from God. And you know, maybe they, they, they were so blind to it because they got this, this, this script, this, this, this box that they kept God into it. So we know so much about God that you, for sure, God is like this and like this, and they get this grid, you know? And this is structured God. And maybe they think, well, I have to do this in order for God to do that, and I, well, I, for sure, I don't want to do this because God for sure will punish me. And, 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 and this is the thing that they, they have put God, the almighty creator of heaven and earth, all the universe in a box. And sometimes in, in my life, when I get to a routine with my relationship with Christ, sometimes I can tend to that, maybe. And, and, this, and Jesus was so out of the box, was so out of the script. That was amazing. And they just were blind to it because it, it does not fit their greed. And, and, and there's a problem because we can see uh, following Christ, just like this contract, just like I do some stuff and God will do some for me, and and that doesn't work that way, you know. And this 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 routine is 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 it's it's paralyzing, you know. And when they say this fellow is blasphemy in their hearts, what did Jesus say? He said, "Why do you entertain evil thoughts on your hearts?" Yeah. So if if I ask you, why do I entertain, for instance, happy thoughts in my heart? That's why I am happy, you know? 
If I entertain happy thoughts, it's like happy. If I entertain evil thoughts in my heart, it's, that, it's because I am, you know, don't have to answer. So, <laughs> Jesus, Jesus just said the question. He, 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 was, he was not there to condemn them. He was there to save them. And it's amazing because they were judging him, but he was loving them. And, and that's, the, uh, that's what I find completely amazing, so relationship, so, so relational is the way that Jesus treated other, others. Not like, ah, do this, you have to do that. And, and sometimes when people see us, they may think like, ah, yeah, you're a Christian, oh, so bad. I'm in the youth ministry, and when, when we talk to youth people, it's like, hmm, ah, yeah, you're a Christian, hmm, shame. You're losing so many good stuff, you know. And they see that. And they don't have the opportunity to see the life in Christ. Like this huge opportunity to see things the way the, the creator of the universe sees them. And it's a huge opportunity. And, and, and maybe the routine come, and come, come to that and, and just like uh, they made us like just, we are just, just used to doing things. We're just doing stuff and not getting in this relationship that may be growing with God. You know, in Romans 12, 2, it's Paul said, Do not be conformed to this world, but be transformed by the renewal of your mind, that by testing you may discern what is the will of God, what is good and acceptable and perfect. You know, these, these, these teachers of the law were so conformed to what they already knew about God that they were blind to the miracle. They were so blind to the miracle. They could not see that the miracle of God becoming a man was really in front of them. And they were not able, they were not able to see that. And that's the that's a, that's a, that's a, that's a worst part. And maybe for you, if, if something don't fit in your grid about God, you may just like reject it. But I will, I will ask you to let God surprise you in your walking with him. I will ask you to let God be this God completely out of the box for you. The second person for sure in this story is the paralytic. So, you know, in Peru, we like, we are very used to labeling, labeling people. So I have some friends that if they knew you, you got to shut like, you, you, you talk with them for like five minutes and they got a nickname for you, like right on the spot. It's like, whoa. How do you do that? I don't know. I don't, I don't have the ability to do that, but they do. I know. It's Peruvians. Crazy. Yeah. So uh, when I was a kid, when I was really young, I was skinnier. Yeah, for sure. All of us were skinnier. Yeah, no, yeah sure. But I, I, and, and, and there was in, in, in my group of friends in my neighborhood, uh, we, have, we have two Eduardos, me and the other one, for sure. But the other one was fatter than me. So we call him Fat Eduardo. Yeah, it's really bad. But, um, but I, I, I'm thinking, if, if they knew me now, for sure, like, hey, we might switch, you know, like we may call you Fat Eduardo and the other one not Fat Eduardo, whatever, you know. And, and, and sometimes this, 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 uh, this weakness or, or this way that you are, it, it may be the thing that defines you. For instance, in, 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 this, in the passage, you have this paralytic, we don't know the name of the paralytic, we may call him Joe. In Peru, we'll say, hey, Joe the paralytic, you know? It's like, who are you, Joe? I'm going, you're the paralytic, sure. And, 
that's a problem because we may be letting our weaknesses define us. We, I'm, I'm for you, for instance, may, you, you may not be physically paralyzed, but there's a sin in your life. There's something in your life that is paralyzing you. I won't let you go through. And it, it, it's, it, but what Jesus saw is not a, a paralytic, a paralytical man. He saw men who need forgiveness. He saw the true need of his heart. Not just the external, but instead the true need that was internal. You know, when I was 17 years old, I, I was doing great, I think. I, I have a, I've been in a great university, having good, good grades in, in, in all my, my signatures. I was, I was not doing bad. I have health. I was thinner, for sure. Um, and, and there came the time when my, my cousin Cynthia asked me to go to this church camp for New Year's. So I said, ah, oh, yeah. No way at all. So it's like, I'm, I'm not going <laughs> because it's like, what are you going to do in church camp? Like, you're going to read the Bible the whole time? You're going to pray? It's like, why? I'm 17. You know, I would left that for, like, when I was old, like 40, no? <laughs> like now? Yeah. And, and, and I had this, this idea of, 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 of church people being so, like, Boring, yeah. I'm a pastor, yeah. Uh, but you know, it was was amazing because all of my friends in the, at the university just like dumped me. Yeah, like, well, well, there's 30 of us in the in the bus, so you are not coming because you're 31. We don't have enough seats for you, so you will stay here in the New Year's. So you're like, huh? well, since I've got to just watch TV, I we don't have Netflix in that time, yeah. So it's like. For you young guys, it's like, you don't have Netflix. How do you do that? How do you do life without Netflix? <laughs> and and when, I, when, I, when I was, so I had to go to, to this church camp, and I realized that maybe for me, it was, I was not fat Eduardo, but I was trying to be good Eduardo. Like, a, I was really like a people pleaser, and I needed the, the attention. I needed to have someone just giving me the approbation in order to feel valuable for myself. And I, even though when, when I may think or may look like I'm doing great on the external, in the internal, I was, I was empty. I was in such a need of approval. And, 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 you know, when I came to Jesus, the value no longer comes from others. You know, he changed my identity. I was no longer Father Eduardo, or good to, going to be good Eduardo, or whatever Eduardo. I was forgiven Eduardo. And that changed completely who I was till this day. I, I, I don't mean to be like just like telling you the story, uh, like all things went well, but I had Jesus into my life. And my weakness and my problems, and my past no longer define me. And, 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 and maybe for you, it's not like you are a paralytic. Maybe you have been in, in a nice, uh, you have been like uh, beautiful uh, Maria, or maybe rich John, 
but you're also empty in the inside. And you say, oh, I'm here in church, but I don't know. I don't know if I can try this. But it's not church that does the things. It's Jesus who is the one who makes the changes. And he changed my internal, the, the thing that no one can do. And it's amazing about it. And, you know, in, in Scripture we find this verse. this in Jesus, the old things are past. And there are new things to come. And, and, and experiences this amazing, wonderful, greatest miracle of all, the forgiveness of sin, it's, it's, it's huge because it changes our identity. And you know why, why I think it, this is the greatest miracles of, miracle of all? Because it takes Jesus to the cross to have this miracle available for each of us. It takes Jesus to get this huge sacrifice in the cross because he loves us. As we sung minutes ago. And that's what amazed me. This miracle is available. Also, we have the four men. The four men, in Mark's uh, version, we have that there were four men that held the paralytic, you know. These four men, well, like, they, for sure, they may be friends of Joe, you know. And, and these four men were, uh, they knew for sure that the, this man, this paralytic, needed Jesus, it's like, and, and I, what I love about the passage is what Jesus saw in those four men was their faith. Isn't it amazing that God sees faith in our hearts? And, 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 and maybe they don't know Jesus so well. Maybe they didn't like get into know about a lot of stuff about Jesus. But they knew, they knew that their friend needed Jesus. They were not sophisticated men. They were not well-educated men. They, we may know for sure more about Jesus than they. But they knew Jesus was the answer to their friends. So they brought him to Jesus. And I picture the, the image maybe. It's like these four men going to the, to, to the house where Jesus was. was fully packed. There was no one can get in. And can you imagine them like, yeah, carrying a man in a mat is like a huge stuff. You have to walk with that like huge stuff. But uh, they came to the house. And did you imagine this? Like say, oh, it's full. What a shame. We tried, Lord, you know. <laughs> well, Joe, you know, you, I, I think you have to be like this for the rest of your life. There's no way we're getting in, so... But faith does not look like this. What did they do? They say, well, it's a full, well, well, there's a roof here. Over there. So they brought the men up to the roof. They take the roof out, this in Mark's version, and they pull the men down so he, ha- he can encounter Jesus. I don't know, I, I'm not asking you to break someone's roof, to break the law, <laughs> you know? But it's not just bringing your friends to Jesus. It's doing whatever it takes to bring your friends to Jesus. You know, I mean, and you may think, well, Lord, you're a pastor? No? Pastor Rob? You know the scripture? I barely know some things. 
I, I have, I, I'm afraid. I, I, I don't know how to talk. I, you know, you, you name it. But you know, the only thing Jesus saw on, that, on those men was their faith. You just need your faith. It's the only requisite. Faith in Jesus. And you can tell about what he has done in your life. You know, when I face someone, you may just for sure invite them to church or invite them to your small group. And they for sure like, oh, yeah, well, I'm not sure. I have something to do. What they was. So uh, they, they, because they don't want to be in, this, in a religious environment because they may think that it's like the teachers of the law stuff. Or what, what, what the same that I thought when I was 17 years old, church camp, sure. But you know, this, this, this story that God is for them, we don't know that. You know, when I meet people and I want just to, to, to make this, to make this relationship, to make this evangelism, you, you just can ask for who do you, who do you need me to pray for something? Do you need me to pray for something? And always, or, 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 the, or I know there's a need in their hearts, there's a need in their life. And I say, oh, okay, I will, I will pray for that. Oh, for sure you pray for that. <laughs> and after a week you say, hey, how is it going? I would love to pray for more things in your life. You know? That's a way. Maybe just loving, maybe just taking care of it, a, a need they have. But the greatest need they have. All your friends, they don't need more money. They don't need a better doctor. They don't need better vacation, uh, 401k. They don't need that stuff. The deepest need is the forgiveness of sins. And the greatest miracle is there to meet the greatest need they had. That is the forgiveness of sins. You know, I, I don't know how Jesus do that. I don't think that those four men knew that. But they knew they have to do whatever it takes to bring their friends to Jesus. And I would love to challenge you to do that. To do whatever it takes to bring your friends to Jesus. So this transformation, this whole change of identity could be taking place. You know, last week we talked about the gatherings. Yeah, the gatherings that were... Yeah. You know, when people, when people, they were afraid to go in, that, in the place where they were because, because they were so violent. And maybe they, they thought, like all of the people said, okay, well, those men are so apart from God. They are so, so, so bad, so violent that they don't want to have anything to do with that. They don't, they don't want anything to do with God. But Jesus saw they really what they need. And for him, nothing is impossible. So you may think, well, I just... Talks to many people, and I just like getting tired of this. But you know what? Faith does not give up. You just continue. Continue. Because our God has invited us to participate in this miracle. In the other miracles of Jesus, you cannot participate. For instance, you are not there, you know? But in the miracle of the forgiveness of sins, you are called to participate. We have this ministry, this ministry of reconciliation between God and man because we were reconciled. Because the thing that paralyzes us, us in the past is no longer paralyzing us. 
And we got to tell the whole world what has happened in our lives. And we are, and, we, and the Bible calls us ambassadors of Christ in this earth. Are you willing to take that honor in your life? Are you willing to do that? You just need faith in Christ. And the power of the Holy Spirit working through you. And, and maybe in, in a church this size, maybe some of you have been lots of times to church, but you have not been into Jesus. And I, I want to give you the opportunity to, to come to Jesus in this morning. You know, you, you can let your weakness define you no more. You can, in Jesus, you can stop your past from, from defining your future. You know, in Christ, your past does not define your future. Your faith does. And if you want to take a step of faith and put your faith in Jesus, you can do it now. So I will, so I will close in, play, in prayer. And if you want to let your weaknesses be in the past and define you no more, you can, you can do this prayer with me. And then we all... We'll all close in prayer. Let's pray. And I'm now going to pray with the ones that want this change in their hearts, in their lives, the forgiveness of sins. Lord, I'm in really need of your sin, of your forgiveness. I'm in really need of this change in my heart. You know my weakness. You know the things that turn me down. And I, I'm asking you, Jesus, to forgive me of my sins. I recognize that you died on the cross and rise again from the dead. I recognize that you love me. And I ask you forgiveness of my sins. Please do what no one else can do. Change me, please. Now let's pray all. Thank you, Lord, for this time. Thank you for this opportunity that we have to be ambassadors of you in the whole world. Thank you for, for this life that you have called us to be, to have to experience the faith that would not give up. And please give us that faith. So do not let us give up in anyone because you love him. Please, give us the strength, give us this, this power in your spirit to do whatever it takes to bring them to you, to Jesus. Thank you so much for this time. Thank you for, so much for this reminder of who you are and who you call us to be. Thank you, Lord, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.